The Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly podcast is powered by Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro and crumblecookies.com. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It is June the 7th of 2023. Man, today's National Chocolate Ice Cream Day. Love it. I love it, too. I don't know if I just go for plain old chocolate. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't know about just plain old chocolate. Yeah. Throw some more stuff in the chocolate. Mm-hmm. Kai was weird. We went through a spot the other day, and he was like, I think I want a milkshake today, Dad. I'm like, okay, I'll get you a milkshake. Which one would you want? Which, really, the only correct answer is chocolate. And he said, I think I want vanilla. And typically, when people say that they like vanilla, or they choose vanilla when they have a choice, you lose your mind. That might have happened. Then I told him he was not allowed to have a milkshake. Oh, gosh, Brandon. (laughs) But really, it's like having just like milk. No. Here's just some milk. It's still good. Here's a milky flavor. That's all you have, but. Yeah. So uh, today's also World Caring Day. It's also National VCR Day. I still have one somewhere. I do, too. I probably have a couple because I used to copy tapes and I would trade tapes. I want to share some of those stories later on this morning. You're a freak, just so you know. <laughs> uh, so I had some tattoo therapy, tattoo time last night. Kai went with me for the first time to watch the tattoo process. His mama was busy, so it was kind of interesting to watch a 13-year-old see his dad get tattooed. Yeah, I bet. Uh, plus, Kelly has revealed that later on today, she puts herself back in action. Yes. She is no longer on injured reserve. <laughs> no. But we'll wait and see what happens by tomorrow. Uh, plus, we do the K-Fine Breakfast Club powered by Families, Inc. We'll do some doc talk with Dr. Shane Spites, who's the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. Michael Wewers from the from the Foundation of Arts is going to be in here. Mm-hmm. They've just announced their whole uh, lineup and stuff like that. He's all excited about that. I talked to him last week, so we'll bring Wewers in. Christy Holbrook from the Jonesboro Public Library. They have a concert with Corey Jackson coming up. Mm-hmm. We'll share that. Rodney Poff, if he shows up today from Occasions <laughs> Magazine. With Poff, you never know. Yeah. Sometimes Poff doesn't He's even busy. wake up until like 2 or 3 in the afternoon. Okay. Uh, Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care does Wet Nose Wednesday, and Chloe Bowen is coming in. Uh, she's one of the big people involved in Center Stage Productions, mm-hmm. and we'll talk to her coming up this morning as well. It's the K Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So I did the final touches on uh, my left sleeve tattoo. Okay, let me see. It was just very minor stuff. Yeah. Not a whole lot. Just like some whites popping and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But Kai got to go with me because his mom was busy like literally all day. So when it was time for the tattoo appointment, he's like, Dad, I think I just want to get out of the house. Yeah, yeah. So he went with me. And it was kind of fun to watch him watch the process of a tattoo. Because for anybody who's never been through the tattoo process, like the idea that there's 14 needles in one of those cartridges and they're going in at 150 uh, pulses a second. Right. Like, it's pretty, it's kind of fun. And then he, you know, sees the whole thing and he's like, this is so cool, dad. This is cool. Yeah. It's hard to understand until you see it. Yeah. And like the way that the artist can, you know, make it all work mm-hmm. and they know where they're going and they're trying to look through ink and, you know, maybe a little bit of blood and stuff like that, which sounds really appetizing, I'm sure, early yeah. in the morning. Uh-huh. Uh, but Kai said at one point, he's like, Cody, hey man, can I get a tattoo? Um, and, and Cody's like, Kai, you're 13. Yeah. He's like, I said, Kai, you realize like you can't do that until you're, you know, 18 years old or whatever. 
And he's like, yeah, but if we put it somewhere that nobody knows and nobody can see it, then nobody would know. Unless he had a permission slip from his parents. <laughs> yeah. So he has a new tattoo. Exactly. <laughs> so on Friday, he has an appointment. <laughs> no, I think I'm going to make him wait. And Cody said the same thing. It's kind of funny. He's like, I'm not going to let you get a tattoo till you're you know, of legal age. And he's like, let me tell you why. Because a lot of times when somebody who's younger comes in, even somebody who's 18, they get something they regret. For the rest of their lives. Yeah. Or they have to do what, what daddy's had to do here and try to cover stuff up, which is only, that makes the process even tougher. Yeah. But I was thinking back to like my first tattoo experience because, and this happened, I guess, in maybe 97, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm going through and I just, or maybe 96, whichever year it was, I cut my hair, right? Because I'd had the long hair forever. So I cut my hair off and I was bald and skinny and skinny fat and like doughy and stuff like that. And I'm looking at myself like, what can I do to make myself look cooler? Because I no longer had the, the chance to have cool hair. Okay. Because the hair was such a part of my look, you know, when I was in my teens. Yeah. Like that was the deal. It's in wrestling. We call that your gimmick. Yeah. You know, your hair's your gimmick and your outfit's your gimmick. And all of a sudden my gimmick was gone. Ooh. So I'm like, maybe I'll start getting tattoos. Yeah. And at that point, like tattoos were starting to become a little bit more trendy, like late nineties, but they were still they're not nearly as accepted as they are today. Right. They were still, people were still kind of scared. They were scared of them. So I thought if I got tattoos, I'd all of a sudden look more like a biker. <laughs> and if you look at me from the age of like, you know, 20, I look nothing like a biker. I no. did not look cool at all. Uh, but I remember going in and back then you just pick off like the, the flash. I think it was called flash art off the wall. I think I want this one. Right. And like, you know, you're getting the same tattoo that hundreds of other people have. <laughs> yeah. And like your artist doesn't really care because all they're doing is trying to get it over with and get the next person in there. Yeah. But like oh, it was such goodness. a silly process. It is. And I bet a lot of us, you know, especially if you got tattoos in the 90s, I bet we did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like we went in there and we just picked something off of a piece of paper. Oh, this means something because I like hunting. Oh. And it's like a deer. Right, yeah. I like Daffy Duck. I'm going to get a Daffy Duck on, yeah. my, on my calf. Or everybody was doing it at one point, the Goldberg tattoo, like it was late 90s, and Goldberg was like this big wrestling star, and he had like a tribal thing on his shoulder. So that thing was everywhere. Yeah. And like it looked cool on Goldberg, but when you look like you had the imitation Goldberg tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> and if you didn't have the big broad back and the big broad shoulders, it didn't necessarily look yeah. the same way. Do you remember getting your first one? Uh, Yeah, it took like... Mm, Maybe three and a half hours. Yeah. Did you pick it off of a wall? No. You had them draw uh, uh, uh-huh. it? Uh-huh. Freehand? Uh, or do they get some some images and kind of create No, they got maybe? some images and created it. Would you go back and take it back? No, I wouldn't take it back. You wouldn't take Mm-mm. it back? Because there's a, those early tattoos of mine take them back. Yeah. All the way. It's like, oh, what are these? It's just part of you. It's whatever you were going through at that time or whatever kind of was in your head. And I think it's just, it's part of us. I think so, too. And that's why I'm trying to cover up my past. Oh. <laughs> okay. Forget that stuff, man. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. It's time to celebrate. It's time for an Arkansas's morning show. High five. High five. Hey, a big high five goes out today to Douglas Hernandez. He serves in the Navy. He's been doing that for a while now, and his daughter, Pamela, has been doing college. She goes to the University of Nevada at Las Vegas. So she was set to walk across the stage and graduate from college, and she was kind of sad because her dad wasn't going to be able to be there. Of course, him serving in the Navy means he's missed out on birthdays and holidays and all the big things. He wasn't going to miss the college graduation, though. 
So Douglas Hernandez sets it up where he's going to travel 30 hours from Dubai and be there when his daughter walks across the stage. She had no idea he was going to be there. So as she walks across the stage, she looks over and there is her military father who's traveled halfway around the world to be there. Pamela, the daughter, says her heart sank. She had lots of nerves. She was shaking and she just couldn't believe it. She says she's happy to have her dad there with her as she begins a new chapter in her life. But how sweet is that? Like this dad was committed. He knew that meant something to his daughter and he traveled all the way from Dubai to be there. So here's to you, Douglas Hernandez. It's an Arkansas's morning show. High five. High five. And today's high five is powered by Right Fiber from Ritter Communications. It's the right speed at the right price right now. And you can check the availability in your area when you go to rightfiber.com. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It is June the 7th. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! This is Country Music News on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. We have Country Music News today on Eric Church. Here we go! So if you're a fan of the Chief... He is headed to the Country Music Hall of Fame. They've announced a new exhibit. It's going to be called Eric Church, Country Heart, Restless Soul. It's going to open up on July the 13th and run all the way into summer of 2024. So if you go anytime from this summer to next summer, you'll have the chance to check out this stuff. So some of the items they're going to have on display include, include this acoustic guitar that Eric owned when he was a kid, Ooh. which is kind of cool, like this, the beginner guitar. He also is going to display a trucker hat that he bought at a truck stop in Mississippi. He bought that in the late 2000s, and he started wearing that on stage. And, of course, an Eric Church exhibit wouldn't be complete without his glasses. There's going to be a pair of the famous Ray-Ban aviator glasses that he loves to wear on stage. So, again, it's Eric Church, Country Heart, Restless Soul, an exhibit at the Country Music Hall of Fame. It opens up on July the 13th. We have country music news today on Jelly Roll. So Jelly Roll is known for his music, but he's also known for being a very kind, charismatic person and someone who is always giving back to other people. So there's a video TikTok out of Jelly Roll and his crew, and they're in Dallas, and they're going through a Whataburger drive through or as your wife would say, a what a burger. No, we're not going to say that because that's wrong. Uh-huh. Well, picture a group of teenagers there. They're working. It's late. They're tired. You know, they're probably ready to go home. Well, in rolls Je- uh, Jelly Roll and his crew. Yep. This is what goes down. How many of y'all working right now? You got a, you got a Venmo, Alex? Yeah. I'm going to Venmo you $1,000, but I want you to give everybody working with you $200. I swear, right now. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're losing it. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So y'all, fans for life, they're so happy. Jelly Roll did release his newest al- album. It's called Witsit Chapel. I've listened to it all the way through once. And just from one listen, it's really good. Yeah. And we have country music news today on Ronnie Millsap. There's a stranger in my house. Yeah. Somebody here that I can't see. So Ronnie Millsap is going to be involved in his final concert ever in Nashville. 
It's going to happen on October the 3rd. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of people there to pay tribute to the legendary Ronnie Millsap. Those people include Kelly Clarkson, Little Big Town, Parker McCollum, Justin Moore, Scotty McCreary, Sarah Evans, Marty Hesch, and Randy Hauser. They'll all be performing to tribute. <laughs> Did you just say Marty Hesch? <laughs> to tribute Ronnie Millsap <laughs> in Nashville. Oh. Sweet darling, there ain't no getting over me. Almost slid it right by me. <laughs> I'll be the bill you forgot to pay. Ronnie Mills. I'll be the dream that keeps you away. I'll be the song on the radio. I'll be the reason that you tell the boys no. Don't you know you can walk oh, on the wrong part? Yes, you like that. Song. How about this one? In the still. Ronnie Millsap, October 3rd in Nashville. I wouldn't have missed it for the world. I wouldn't have missed loving you, girl. You've made my whole life worthwhile with your smile. I want to go to this legit. That's awesome. I wouldn't trade one memory because you mean too much to me. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. Brandon Baxter in the morning. You know, the podcast is always powered by our friends at Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro. I had the opportunity to be there over the weekend for their one year anniversary, Customer Appreciation Day. And Kelly, I can tell you this when people go to Crumble Cookies, they leave happy people. Oh, yeah. There's something about that pink box. And on the menu this week, the molten lava, a sumptuous dark chocolate cookie oozing with hot fudge and sprinkled with powdered sugar. They also have the cinnamon fry bread. It's a melt-in-your-mouth fry bread cookie that they smother with melted butter, and they top it with this delicious scoop of cinnamon buttercream. How about the lemonade tart? A refreshing and lip-smacking lemon cookie topped with a swirl of zesty lemon frosting and a fresh lemon slice. They also have the vanilla bean cupcake. It's this delicious, cakey vanilla bean cookie with creamy vanilla cream cheese frosting and a dash of white sprinkles. Also on the menu this week, the classic pink sugar, an all-time favorite vanilla sugar cookie topped with a perfect pink swoop of real almond frosting. And of course, the classic, the can't-go-wrong cookie, the one that Kai goes for first every single time. It's the milk chocolate chip. It's thick, it's soft, and it's packed with those milk chocolate chips. Check out Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro. And don't forget, you can always download the app, and you can order online and save time when you go to Crumble Cookies in your app store, or find them online at crumblecookies.com. She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. It's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Arkansas's Morning Show. Did you know the polo shirt was designed so that the collar would be turned up to protect your neck from the sun when you were playing tennis? What? Yeah. I have never heard that. Yep. I'll never unsee it now, Mm -hmm. though. Did you know Africa is the only continent that's in all four hemispheres? Really? Yeah. Didn't know that either. 
And did you know the artist Prince was born on this day in 1958? His real name is Prince Rogers Nelson. He played 27 instruments on his debut album, For You. That album came out in 1978 when he was only 20 years old. Every single song is composed, produced, arranged, and performed by Prince. He played the electric guitar, the bass, the piano, the drums, the syndromes, the slapsticks, the bongos, the congas, and finger cymbals, just to name a few, which is why Prince is regarded as one of the best musicians of all time. I'd love to play some bongos this morning, I think. So would Matthew McConaughey. I don't think I've ever heard that his full name is Prince Rogers Nelson. Yeah. I would have never thought that. Oh, yeah. Could you the most beautiful girl Man, so many good ones right there for Prince. So tonight I'm gonna party like it's 1999. And if you didn't know, now you know. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So today is National VCR Day, and we'll go down memory lane and think about like how important it was for us for us to have VCRs back in the day. It was. Because that was the way you could record your shows. Mm-hmm. Be kind, rewind. Yeah, you could rent your favorite videos and movies all through the VCR. Uh, and there were, I guess, multiple different VCRs, right? Because there was like the VHS VCR. Yep. And there was, the first one we ever had in my house was Betamax. I don't think I ever had one of those. So we had the beta first. And I remember like my stepdad coming home and he was so excited because we had this new device. And like back then, not everybody had these. So it was pretty cool to be able to have something that you could watch tapes in, right? Yeah. And movies and stuff like that. You could bring the movies home because before that, you couldn't do mm-hmm. that. Yep. Like there was no streaming. You either saw the movie in the theater or you had to wait until it came on television. Uh-huh. <laughs> so now you could so bring weird. these movies home and, and they were all excited. But I'll never forget our first Betamax had a cord. Like it had a remote control, but the remote control was connected via cord. Mm-hmm. And that would have to get across the living room. But I can't, I remember the cord not being very long. Like it was like four feet or something right. like that. Yeah. So you literally would have to get up. To fast forward or pause or something like that. Right. Or sit in the floor. Yeah. And then like if you're – depending on what your TV looked like, if like if you had the VCR, your your Betamax or whatever, on top of the TV, the cord, if you had a cord, was hanging in front of the TV. Remember when they came out with the VCRs, the double ones where you could play a movie and record it at the same yes. time? And there would be the warning, like copyright Don't, infringements. Yeah. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just so crazy to think. And I guess it's just the evolution of whatever. And like probably when, when the VCR or VHS or whatever came out, people freaked out. But like now it seems so antiquated. It does. And I just like all the new things they came out with, like they did the VCR plus the DVD player oh, yeah. as they were making the switch. And then they had just the just the DVD player and then the DVD player with the TV Ooh. in it. You know, like I had that. Yeah. That was one of my big birthday. I think it was a birthday gift. And like I remember because it was it was all built into this like little black box. Uh Right. And I believe the TV that I had in my room at that point literally was 13 inches. But it had the VCR. Uh, No, it was (laughs) it was Michael Scott. He was so excited about it. No, but I remember being so excited to have my own television in my own room. Uh But it was a little tiny TV. And that's why I'd want to sit close to it. And then somebody would say Nana would say, hey, you're going to, you know, 
lose your vision if you do that and hurt your eyes. But it's weird. Do you remember going into somebody's house and you you thought they were rich if they had all their VHS tapes on display? Oh my goodness. I went in this, this one girl's house. I was in the, uh, let's see, maybe seventh grade. And they had all of that. They had printed out all of the covers. Yes. So they had printed out the covers and it was like you walked in and it was every movie you had ever seen, hoped to see, wanted to see, didn't see right there. Yeah. It was almost like some people, like my friend Steven was the same way. Uh, his, like his mom, you know, I guess bought him everything he wanted and he had all the video games everybody wanted to play in all the movies. So everybody wanted to go to his house because he had everything. Right. And like, hey, go pick a movie. And you have this whole wall. It was like walking into a blockbuster or a movie gallery or something like that. Gosh. But it was a deal to display mm-hmm. those. And, you know, for a long time, I guess later on they had them where they were the jackets where the tape just like fit into the bottom. But do you remember the big old like. Almost, I guess they were plastic. And I remember the Disney ones because they were white and like the Disney movie would be like they'd have the picture, the insert, but like the case was this big plastic case. They they took up a lot of space. Yeah. I still have probably, I think it's about 1,700 videotapes of wrestling that I recorded because back when I started recording wrestling, let's say it was 80, whatever, 85 or whatever. Uh, nobody ever had dreamed of digital streaming, WWE Network or Peacock or any of that stuff. So I thought if I wanted to to preserve wrestling history for me and watch whatever I wanted, I needed to save all those tapes, including everything I ever did on television. And I think I have most of it. You've got to figure that out and get that switched over because that stuff goes bad. Just 1,700 of them. And I don't need all of them. Yeah. But how do I know which ones? There was a point I had books and I would label like tape number 861 and I would have the match list of everything that was on the tape like i was now that i think about it i might have been a tad bit extra why don't you become an organizer or something i'm gonna take a job with the library maybe later on today (laughs) we're gonna have someone from the library on the show today (laughs) i want to see if they need me i don't think they have what we used to have no no do they still have microfish how did i knew you i knew you were gonna say microfish was microfish or microfilm it was microfish yeah i like i used to do stuff on microfish then I did stuff on Microsoft. Uh-huh. And then I was hanging out with the Micro Machines man. Yeah. <sighs> Lots of micro stuff about me. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to you. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday to points. you. Well, well, well. Time for birthday sport today. It's Wednesday, June the 7th of 2023. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here, <clears throat> here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Sydney Atroskin of Jonesboro, who celebrates today. Mike Carruthers of Paragould is celebrating. Melody Abbott from Palestine has a birthday today. Nicole Jefferson of Jonesboro. Casey Booth of Marion. Natalie Merriman of Harrisburg is celebrating. Brian Treadway of Truman and Shane Bradshears from Wynn celebrates today as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all and you celebrate with these celebrities. Happy birthday today to Emily Ratajkowski. She's 32. You may remember her from the Blurred Line song. Oh yeah. I learned how to say her name because Brandon said it so many times. You, I didn't know. That was David the Barrel Boy's favorite video of all time. So happy birthday. He didn't like the regular version you could watch. He had, okay. He liked, what? 
too far. What? No. <laughs> what? I didn't say that. So happy birthday to Emily Ratajkowski. Old David. Happy birthday to... Yeah, I miss David. Okay. You know David the Barrel Boy is no longer with us. Yes. Brandon, he is still alive. Thinking of you, David. Thinking of you, David. Did you just look up into the air? That's how I talked to him. Okay. Happy birthday today to Iggy Azalea. She's 33 today. Happy birthday, Iggy Azalea. Anna Kornikova is 42. Happy birthday to Bill Hader, who is 45. He was on SNL, and he's also HBO's Barry. Happy birthday to Dave Navarro, who's 56 today. Played in the Chili Peppers. I forgot about that. Dave Navarro is 56. Happy birthday to WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley. Aww. He's 58 today. Happy birthday, Mick. Happy birthday to Liam Neeson. He's 71 today. Of course, you know him from the Taken movies. And happy birthday today to Sir Tom Jones, mm. who's 83 today. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. If you know the dance, stand up. <laughs> it's not unusual to have fun with anyone. Our next guest is doing it. I know. <laughs> Oh gosh, that's Michael Weavers. If you know the Carlton, you are a friend of mine. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend Tom Jones, who turns 83 today. Happy birthday, Tom. Tom, hope you have a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined this morning by the man whose reality is virtually as riveting as Apple's new Vision Pro headsets. <laughs> He's the one that makes you feel. All right. He's the one they call. He's gonna be your Frankenstein. I've got one thing you'll understand. Doctor Shane's voice. Dr. Shane's Bites. He's Dr. Feelgood. He's the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine in Arkansas State, Dr. Shane Spites. Graduating doctors left and right, sending him out into the workplace. Probably a tad bit exhausted at this point <laughs> in the year. What's up, man? Oh, not a lot. Not a lot. Did you say those are thirty five hundred dollars a pair? Yes. Would you get us a couple of pair? Uh, <laughs> are you not kidding me? I mean, I don't. I think at some point you price yourself out of the market. I'll be, I'm, and maybe I'm wrong on this. You know, it, it's Apple, but seriously, thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah, but like the idea and the way we kind of described it that's intriguing is imagine if you were able to basically hop into your phone and live in your phone because that's kind of what they're going to do, where you can control the apps with your eyes and your hands and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. My, my phone ties up too much of my time as it is. I don't think I need to put a headset on and make it worse. Have you ever tried any of those virtual reality games? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean they're, they're yeah, they're the real deal. I mean they're, they're they're pretty. I could see how you could get sucked into it. I could absolutely see how people could get sucked into that world as well. I mean it's a uh, and and that's going to continue. I think it's going to continue. It's going to be used a lot more. It's going to be another another way that we can. Waste a lot of time. We'll see, like, <laughs> I'm sure, exactly. I will say this. I, yeah, there will be a lot of there will be a lot of applications. I'll say this. There's a, and I'll give you an example of this. Surgically, there are. Um, we already have the ability. Basically, the surgeon can sit at this 
um, for lack of a better, kind of a computer with a joystick kind of thing and actually do surgery mm-hmm. on the patient's robotic surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that already exists. And so the next jump is, well, hang on. If the doctor can sit here in the room with the patient uh, in the operating room and just do the surgery, they're kind of basically sitting in the corner and the patient's over there on the table and the robot's you know, being controlled by the surgeon, what keeps you from doing that in another room right. or across town or across state, or, you know, maybe you have some surgeon there that's available if something happens, but I mean, you know, what if you got this great surgeon who does this phenomenal surgery, but he's only found in Texas and you want to do a surgery in Arkansas. I mean, I don't, there's a lot, I think there's going to be a lot of applications that we're going to have to figure out what's the safest way to deploy it uh, in the coming years. Hey, as an educator, do you think there's ever going to be a point where you can do training via virtual reality? Oh, we already have that, actually. Oh, so really? in terms of being able yeah, one of the things that we run into, and this is a good example, is gross anatomy. Gross anatomy, the reason why students typically struggle with gross anatomy is because there's a lot of spatial aspects mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, you have to be able to look at a hand and be able to look at it three-dimensionally and kind of be able to, in your mind, turn it over and know, okay, that's what this ligament is, this muscle, this nerve, this vein, this artery, regardless of whether the hand is palm up or palm down, you've got to be able to know mm-hmm. that. Virtual reality helps with that, wow. being able to see those things and being able to um, to recognize how um, how joints move, how muscles work, how you know how the, the lungs. I mean, all that stuff. That's um, cool. So that's a big deal. I mean, you know, back in the day, you know, I'm going to show my age. It was all just, all just on a uh, in a paper book, basically that you read this and, and you know, and it's a cadaver. You know, that's the reason why the cadaver was so important because then you could actually physically see it and you could you know lift it up and see it and you know, uh, in those dimensions. Well, VR um, helps a ton on that. I'll tell you what interests me about VR. I probably, like, Kai has one of the headsets, and he likes to play the games every once in a while. But for me, like, the idea of being transported to, it's a live event. Let's say it's sports, it's a wrestling show, it's a concert, and that's the immersive thing all around you where it feels like you're in that moment. I think that's where the money is. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, like I said, hands down, the applications are going to be probably even areas that we can't even think about right now. So. So it'll certainly, it's certainly going to continue to take off. Like I said, just right now, $3,500 a pair. <laughs> uh, that's quite a gamble, but anyway, they, we'll didn't, they didn't ask me this time. So. Yeah. Hey, one question that, that Kelly had, she brought up this deal, and I'd never heard about this, and it's a phenomenon that's known as latchkey incontinence. And basically, it's where like you kind of have to go to the bathroom, but the closer you get to the, to the bathroom, the toilet or whatever, the urinal, you have to go more. It, like, what is that? Is that something that's that's medical? Is it all in our heads? Because I thought when she told us about that phenomenon, I thought that was kind of funny. So what and it, it is in your head, um, but it's not necessarily something you can control. Um, and so what I mean by that is it's one of those things. And uh, and probably a lot of people have had this like, OK, you know, I feel like I need to go pee. Uh-huh. OK, I got to pee. And it's OK. <laughs> you know, I've kind of held off a couple of times. Okay, look, I really got to go pee. It's something find the bathroom, but and as you get close to the bathroom, you feel like, okay, I don't know that I'm gonna make it. Right. <laughs> so that, that, yeah. So some of that that is in your brain. That a lot of that is in is in your head. Now there's this is gonna sound weird. Typically, there are there are X number of times you can basically when you get the urge to to go to the bathroom, uh-huh. you got about two or three times. Okay. <laughs> so, to, to, okay. To basically, to basically, what I mean to kind of hold it off, say, okay. You know, I really, I really need, and everybody's different. Everybody's wired differently, but in general, it is. Um, it's about three times. So you can say, "Look, okay, you know, I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold it. All you need to hold it. You know, when you tell your kids, hold it. You know, we're we're on the interstate. We can't uh, stop. Hold it. 
you know, you got about three times before there's probably going to be an accident. And is it? Um, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Is it common for women um, to say, I'm going to I laughed so hard I peed? Oh, is it common or rare? So so the age, um, it's age specific. Um, I'm asking for a friend. (laughs) (laughs) It's age specific and, and. and, and depending on the number of children you've had, there's different things that go on as well. Um, and so you can have some of that some leakage, gotcha. uh, basically. And so that, that can and certainly can happen when coughing, when laughing, when sneezing. Um, and if it becomes something like, okay, this is becoming an issue, then there are actually there's medications and surgical options to correct it. Got it. Brandon was asking me okay, about it. Okay, no, I was not. Hey, Kelly did ask like a serious Kelly question. She was she's about to start a new exercise deal, and she was ac- actually asking if there's something like an exertion headache, like when you're pushing really hard, what would cause you to either develop a headache, or in her case, sometimes it's a migraine. Well, so you're talking about going to the bathroom? What are you talking about? No, like no, when no, she's no, exercising, no. like no. if she if she's going to go lift oh, weights. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so any any yeah. time, I'm sorry. Yeah, anytime you increase your um, intra-abdominal pressure. So what happens is, is when you, like if you're straining, like talking about lifting weights heavy mm-hmm. or things like that. Yeah. Yep. Or, yeah. Yeah. Then, then you're absolutely, you can, you're absolutely can increase the amount of um, um, blood that flows up to your brain and things like that. And increasing that, uh, that pressure, um, we sometimes call it a, um, well, you can have a vasovagal reflex where you're, where you're bearing down so much that all of a sudden that kind of makes you pass out. So you mm-hmm. got to be aware of that. But that's why hydration is really important. That's also why we say, hey, look, don't overdo it. You know, know your limits. Um, typically, it's going to be with like a weightlifting. You're not going to normally see that happen with aerobic exercise. Yeah. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. I just feel like sometimes when I work out really hard, I get a good sweat. And I'm like, yeah, I'm so glad I worked out. It's like right after that, I feel like this little dull headache coming on. And I'm like, did I not drink oh. enough water? Did I? Uh, yeah, you didn't drink enough water. Okay. You, so you're, not, you're not hydrated enough. Okay. Um, not uncommon in females uh, anyway, but you're not hydrating enough. Okay. Yeah. So like after one of my workouts, there's every once in a while I'll go through and depending on how well fed I am going into the workout, um, you know, sometimes I feel like a little bit queasy afterward, you know, blah, 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 based on, on whatever I'm doing, normally strength training. Um, is that, I always tell my wife, I think it's a glucose deal because my, my levels are probably off. Am I accurate with that? Or is there something else I can do? There's multiple things that can cause that. And so it absolutely can be that you're, you're chewing up all your sugar stores, um, cause you only have, you know, so much there. Uh, but it, it, it can go back to hydration as well. The big thing, and we, t- we talk about hydration, it's because, um, you, you need blood to circulate your brain to kind of keep you from passing out. Mm-hmm. And so there's, uh, but you need enough fluid in there. To be able to maintain that blood viscosity and, and the um, the amount of blood that you have there, mm-hmm. and so how, we make a big deal about hydration because as a society, one of the issues that we have is that we um, we drink a lot of fluids that are not that that don't allow us to retain fluid. If that makes sense, so between yeah. alcohol and caffeinated beverages, we walk around dehydrated. So we should be having you know you should be having you know several liters of water a day anyway. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I'm drinking a lot of coffee. I'm drinking um, caffeinated beverages, sodas, um, you know, um, energy drinks that, that have caffeine in them. Um, you know, I had a drink, you know, uh, uh, with alcohol in it the, the night before. I mean, all these things are dehydrating to you. So they're working kind of against you in terms of your hydration status. And then we decide we're going to go work out today, and we're really coming in. Like, 
I'll give you an example. I, I um, participated in a um, uh, in kind of a physical fitness um, uh, program, and it was like a twelve hour, no, yeah, twenty four hour deal. It's a twenty four hour deal. No, 12-hour deal. 12-hour deal had to go through. But basically, it was like a lot of fitness things. They have these things like called Tough Mudders. This was actually called a Go Ruck. Um, and so it was all night long. But what happens is, is you have to start hydrating a week before for those okay. things. Because you're going to sweat, and you're going to push yourself so far. Even though you're drinking fluid throughout the event, drinking water, um, and then getting some Gatorade throughout the event, I had to start hydrating a week before to prepare for that event. And people don't do that in general. People mm-hmm. don't stay hydrated enough. And so then you'll get to the point where you push your body too much and you may get lightheaded, uh, you may get a headache. Um, you, does that make sense? You yeah. may feel fatigued. Hey, I'm, I love the fact that you mentioned that because one of the things I always make notes when we're talking so I can do like a follow-up question. One of the things I wrote down as we were talking about hydration <clears throat> was, is it enough to hydrate like for me while I'm in the gym? Let's say I'm not, you know, I, I haven't really drank a whole lot of water, but when I get to the gym, I'm drinking bottle after bottle after bottle of water. And what you just said basically is what I'm doing isn't good enough. That's exactly right because you you really needed to be um, you should have been hydrating before then like you should be like you should be hydrating now for your workout two days from now. God, that's oh, he sense. is with some coffee. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and when we talk about just the general law, so the average body you've got to replace about two to three quarts of water daily. That's just normal. Right. Now you get you get fluid through things we eat and again things we drink, and I'm not saying that you don't. You obviously get some fluid when you take that coffee in, mm-hmm. but because of the caffeine there, it kind of it's a net balance or works against you. So does that make sense? It does. So let me ask you about the yeah. uh, and again I'll, I'll get off the hydration thing, but I'm interested in this uh, the electrolyte balance. One of the things I think that happens with people is well, you know, hey, I don't really feel great. I'm gonna drink a ton of water, but if you just take on too much water, doesn't that continue to throw off your electrolyte balance just in taking water with none of those electrolytes? So, yes and no. Now, it, it depends. What, and one of the things that's a little bit of a pet peeve is you see, <laughs> is that you see, um, and I'm, I'm going to pick on um, uh, six-year-old soccer for a minute. You may see the six-year-olds, you know, out there playing soccer. You know, they're at a soccer game, and the soccer game, you know, lasts 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And then they're done, and they all go, and they open the, the uh, ice chest to get their Gatorade. Mm-hmm. Okay, they didn't burn enough. They didn't lose enough fluid to need a Gatorade. They didn't lose electrolytes uh, in that. They needed water. Yeah, okay. By and large, as long as your kidneys are normal, as long as you have normal functioning kidneys, and you're not, you know, you're not taking medications that are throwing your hydration status off. I'm talking about just the normal average individual. Water should be fine. Can you get to the point where you need more than just water? Absolutely. And those are used, and that's actually, I mean, we talked about this before, that's where, the, that's where Gatorade was invented. Gatorade was, in Flint, it was invented by the, by the doctor who worked for the Florida Gators. Right. Um, mm-hmm. He came up with that because these guys are out there, I mean, just knocking it out in the sun and the heat, and they're, they're drinking water, but they were losing electrolytes. So they were losing the potassium, they were losing uh, sodium, they needed the core, they needed all these electrolytes. And so this was to supplement, but not to replace the water. And I think that's what's important. And so, and it's different for every athlete, depends on, on what you're doing out there, but it may be three bottles of water to every bottle of Gatorade or something oh, like that. Wow. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it needs, it's not something you certainly don't want to go out there and just drink a whole bunch of Gatorade. <laughs> By the same token, you're exactly right. You can get to the point where you take, where you're drinking too much water. Is there a way to test me to see what my, my hydration level is, like my balance of electrolytes? Oh, yeah. So there's an easy test that we do just in general, kind of a spot test, uh, through a urinalysis. <clears throat> and we look at the specific gravity of the urine to just give us kind of a, 
a rough estimate of what your hydration status is. Can I just mail you some? Is that what I have to do? Hey, there's a chance. Mail me your urine. You want to mail me your urine? There's a chance you're going to think that it's beer, but it's not. (laughs) Okay. He's my doctor. Stop telling him things like this. You can't be honest (laughs) with your doctor. Exactly, Brandon. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, doctors hate that I just said that. Uh, How many people, for real, do you think people come in there and tell you half-truths when you're talking to a patient? Yeah, and it depends on how long I've depends on how long I've been my patient. That's so the longer funny. the longer they've been the patient, the more they're like, okay, look, let me tell you the truth. Right. Because it's, at the end of the day, and this is, and people should remember this: your doctor's there to help you. Right. You know, we're, we're not there to you know to judge. We're not there to <laughs> you know do anything like that. We're like, look, tell me the facts, tell me the truth, and then let's figure out a way to to make you better or, or make sure you're as healthy as you can be. Yeah, I think that's because I guarantee you, like I go into places. Oh no, I only have. Three beers a week. Right. Oh, yeah. That's what I tell oh, you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lie straight to your face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you yeah, can't yeah. lie. So. No, yeah, he'd know I'm yeah. lying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, hit me with one more thing. Dr. Shane Spites joins us this morning. One more thing. So, one more thing, and this just kind of came up. Um, actually, it came across my news feed um, yesterday, day before yesterday. The article came out last week. And it's just for, um, well, let me go ahead and just say what it is, and we'll kind of talk about it. Um, there's kind of a warning coming out for Splenda. Or sucralose. Oh gosh! Um, so that's a sugar substitute. Now it's approved by the FDA right now, but a study came out in this journal of you know medicine and toxicology that says, whoa, whoa, whoa! Like people should stop using this like right now. They did a study and found that it actually was causing cellular damage to DNA. Oh, that's a big deal. Now I'm one of those where it's like, okay, you got my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it may be one of those things where I'm not going to swear. You know that this is this is the truth, but it it certainly wouldn't give me cause to say, eh, I'm probably going to hold off the Splenda until until they until they figure this out. If there, if there's if there's some real truth behind this, if the FDA is going to come out and change their stance on it, because I'm sure they're going to look at this data mm-hmm. and then make a ruling one way or the other. But they they looked at it. The FDA's looked at this before um, and found no issues with it. But this new article that came out, new research came out, is concerning regarding Splenda. So for your listeners, anybody that uses Splenda regularly, you might switch over and use something else for the time being until this data can be worked out, until we can be for sure that it's not disrupting the uh, cellular DNA in your body, which would obviously be a huge deal because it just opens yourself up to all kinds of diseases and cancers and things. What would you recommend people switch to? You know, Well, I'm a big fan of just um, cane sugar. Uh, of just the regular cane sugar, you know, more the, you know, kind of the the the, the closer to the, the way it's grown than you know than what we do. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of the of the sugar substitutes uh, in general, uh, so I'm more of a fan of the just the pure cane sugars. It's always interesting to talk to you. It's Dr. Shane Spites, Dr. Feelgood himself. He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. And if your child, if you're a young person, if your college student, your high school student is thinking about a career in medicine, I cannot recommend Dr. Shane Spites enough. So, I, No, I mean, like, literally, uh, there's a weekly text exchange, and then we do this long deal on the radio. But I think we, we educate a whole lot of people, and we appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. We know it's your summer, but thank you, man. No, I agree. Appreciate you guys. Hope you have a great week. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined this morning in studio by Michael Wewers from the Jonesboro Foundation of Arts. 
Weavers, welcome back. Well, good morning. Thank you all for having me. What's happening? How you doing? Good. You know, it's a lot of fun. I mean, you know, you picture when I listen to y'all on the radio, you picture the way that it goes on. But I mean, y'all are really active in here. You know, so when they're talking on the radio, everybody they're moving, they're smiling, they're dancing when the songs come on. It's true. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So it's good to see people never understand. And it's funny. And I'm not in no way trying to brag. People never really realize that we have to work for a living. Uh They think it's just all like we just come on here, we open a microphone, and whatever happens happens. Like this whole thing. Is 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 not you know it's laid out and ideas and notes and like it's always funny when people get to come in because they don't expect that yeah, yeah. they're yeah. like man y'all sound stupid you prep to sound so stupid <laughs> no you prep and you sound like that what yeah. the heck? Uh, hey I saw Michael the other day he was one of many members of the Jonesboro Regional Chamber of Commerce out there in the red jacket for a big grand opening. Uh, Michael, it was 95 degrees, I think, and you were walking around in a suit coat. <laughs> right. Yeah, them red jackets are uh, – it's, it's, a, it's, it's a heavy burden on the, in summertime, you know what I mean? You put them on, but, uh, you know, I'm thankful for the tents. You know, yeah, yeah. You had some nice tents out there, and Brandon was uh, nice enough. He's like, hey, man, get out of the sun. Yes. Come on over in the shade. I took Weavers by the hand. He was, he was talking to me. We had shook hands, and then he was still standing in the sun, and I'm like, he's going to burn up in that coat. Yeah. I basically dragged him by the hand under the tent. Uh, hey, last – week and we talked about this you and i had the chance to talk about it but we haven't had the chance to talk about it publicly uh the big season reveal for foa yeah i know that you know you, and it was kind of cool how you were talking about this vision when you're going through the shows and the performances and the stuff y'all want to do mm-hmm. you want to be diverse and you want to have something for everyone how happy are you with what you landed on oh i love it i mean we're so excited of course we want to take care um you know we're, we're big on kids i know mm-hmm. that a lot of people like bliss uh, mainly kids but you know we're a lot of adult program too we have adult dance classes and ballet classes and we want to make sure that that transfers over to uh, our season we want to make sure that we got something for everybody you know we are an umbrella organization the foundation of arts and we want to make sure that we're thinking about all them bases now whether it's ballet uh ballet on the main stage or right. if it's if the music man we're really excited about it you know growing a little more adult programming sure so hey. brandon and i wanted to oh, take dance lessons okay uh what types of dance <laughs> uh, could we be uh learning uh, I, I think <laughs> I, I think you need to go on you just go on our site and y'all pick something that you, you could really feel like you have fun with um you know we have pop-up classes all the time too we'll do uh anyway, from time to time we may even do a square dancing uh actually class, i took that know. in college it's yeah. extremely fun yeah, just just find something we always we're always open for somebody who calls in and say, hey, do y'all have this kind of class? Uh, we're going to take note of that, and we, we, we can gain enough interest uh, in it. We're going we're going to produce that class. We'll get somebody to teach it. But yeah, from ballet, well, I think ballet. I think you'll both could do it. Yeah. Brandon, ballet. you've always been wanting to learn some hip hop moves. There you, you know, go. I'm pretty good with that. Kelly used to teach twerking when yeah. she was in okay, college. Brandon, <laughs> I invented it. <laughs> oh, she invented it. That's, oh, snap! It's just a <laughs> but this will not be added to the curriculum. No, no. Hey, what you said a minute ago. I want to go back to that because, and again, I think you're right, and I think you tapped into something that I, I never really mentally have processed as heavily as when you said it. A lot of people think about FOA and they think it's it's programming for the youth, right. but you are doing stuff. And yeah, you know, you think about some adults going in, and maybe they're going to be the adult, you know, lead in a show or something like that. But there is so much more than just for the kids. Yeah, for sure. Even. I mean, that's a big part of our festivals, too. If you see our festivals that we're having, uh, the Oasis Arts Niche Festival, that's, that's a bunch of adults. I mean, that's mostly adults. I think mm-hmm. there may be a few uh, younger teenagers who uh, participate. But, you know, it's adult. Same thing that we give back to, uh, you know, the community. Um, 
just anything that we can make sure we make full circle. It's a full circle there. It, it's a it's a big circle, and um, we like to try to cram as much as we can in it. You know, it does get it does get difficult at times when mm-hmm. you when you put yourself out there that far to make sure you cover all your bases. You know, you need more manpower. Sure. So, to, of course, that that puts pressure on us to deliver in a quality way. Hey, let's talk about the shows again. We talked about the new season reveal. What are some of the things we should focus on as we're kind of preparing for twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four? Well, I tell you what, let's uh, we go through just a little bit. We had yep. the Music Man coming up in September. That you know, uh, Hugh Jackman's made that a, a, mm-hmm. a big buzz. You know, especially on Broadway. Uh, we got Freaky Friday. I think everybody remembers that movie. It's one of them movies that you could watch a hundred times, and every time it comes on, you kind of stay there and watch it. Of course, in no, uh, November we have the Nutcracker. In December we have a very Merry Christmas. This is going to be like a Branson type of. Uh, holiday show, oh, yeah. So it'll be a bunch of, a uh, bunch of dancing, singing, and your favorite Christmas songs. Can so I be Ebenezer? Yeah, sure. Mm, I'd love yeah. to be Ebenezer. Well, you already are. <laughs> <laughs> you be whoever you want to be. This, this is your life. Hey, find the, art- <laughs> find the artist in you, Ebenezer, or or Tiny Tim. That's right. hey, hey, now that is uncalled for. Uh, just a couple more though. We know we have Charlotte's Web. Uh, every Aww. time I think of Charlotte's Web, I think it may be one of the first times I cried as a kid. You know, at the oh, end yeah. of that, you know, it brings back that yeah. uh, that emotion that. You learn learning for the first time from was watching. Charlotte the spider? Yeah. Who was the pig? Wilbur? Wilbur. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Very good. I think Look I cried during that too though, because yeah. that was like, what the heck just happened? Yeah. His, his a, best friend passed away. Yeah. yeah. You spoiled it. <laughs> yeah. I, I did spoil it. I am so sorry. You everyone. can't spoil a book from eighty <laughs> four. <laughs> right. Hey, and then we got we got Chicago. Now, you know, I'm really oh, excited about that. Yeah. yeah, so we're actually gonna do that. It's gonna be in our stage two, and we also have a dinner theater that we're doing Ooh, with yeah. So it's gonna be up close and personal. It's gonna be intimate, it's gonna be a great date night too, All you know. Right. So uh put that on your calendars, gentlemen, if you if you uh if you need a, a win. Uh, take her to see that one and take yeah. her out to eat downtown, walk the streets, and yeah, take her it. out. That's going to be in February. It's a great Valentine's Day. Hang Again. on, hang on. Brandon <clears throat> has a question. No. Kelly, is Chicago a burlesque show? <laughs> I don't know. Is it? No. Uh, Look at him. <laughs> it's. Well, you've seen the movie. And anyway, uh, we have Anastasia coming up, and it's a classic. I haven't seen that in forever, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy to get to see that again. Snow White, the ballet, I'm really excited Ooh, about yeah. that. Uh, I remember uh, I've kind of fell in love. I have fell in love with the ballet. Uh, I've always thought it's been a beautiful art, but now to be in a position I'm in up close and see the work that goes into yeah. it and the strength every time they get on stage, it amazes me, mm-hmm. the, the, the talent level that we have here in Jonesboro. Uh, Frog and Toad, we got Beautiful coming up in uh, the Carol King story. Mm-hmm. That's going to be wonderful. Yeah, and then we'll finish it off with Finding Nemo. So, Man, so a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> FOAJonesboro.org if you want to find out more about all the stuff that goes on there. <clears throat> I saw tickets are on sale for West Side Story. That's happening this month. Yes, sir. Yeah, West Side Story. We have Aristocats coming up uh, this weekend uh, as part of our YAP programming where the kids have went and they've been working two weeks and they get to do a main stage production at the end of it. Uh, West Side Story is probably the biggest set that I've seen. I mean, it is huge. The set, the set is amazing. These guys have been working. Uh, the volunteers have been helping out, too. So it's 
we are we got exciting months. So come see these shows this month for sure. One more thing, Sister Act. I see auditions that that's, that's coming right. up, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just coming up. So if you want to be in that, uh, you know, contact us. Let's get involved. If you've never done something before and you think you would like to, uh, I like to say try. You know, just try it out one time and see if you love it. You may find a new uh, a new hope in life, a new uh, a new sunshine in life. You know. I know sometimes <clears throat> there's sponsorship availabilities for shows and events. Are you guys kind of tapped on that, or is there anything still open that people can reach out to you guys about? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, we, we we did have a little season reveal um, to uh, some of our biggest sponsors, sure. you know, and, and they've been grabbing on to everything. But if you would like, if you hear a show that you would like to be a part of, uh, put your name to, put your business to, uh, please contact me. I'd love to get you on the list. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined this morning by Chrissy Holbrook from the Craighead County Library. Good morning, Chrissy. How are you? Good. How are you? We're doing good. good. What does your normal morning look like? Like, is it a is it a wake up and have some coffee? Is it a wake up and get some exercise? What do you do? Wake up, coffee, head to work. Okay. <laughs> no, no breakfast? No, no breakfast. <laughs> when do you finally eat? Oh, when I have time for lunch. Oh, gosh. So I was looking at the at uh, the library in org website, and I was going through the calendar, right, just trying to catch up on what you guys have. And I guess mm-hmm. when you're saying you just eat whenever you have time, it's because you always have something going on. We're so busy, Yeah. Chrissy, when I look through that schedule, it's like, bam, bam, there's multiple events. It seems like every day. Yes, especially in the summer. We try to have something going on for everyone. We know summer can be, you know, busy for some people and some people don't have anything to do. So the offer wants to, uh, the library wants to offer as much as we can for our community. Hey, one of the deals I wanted to talk to you about was uh, the big summer concert on the lawn. I know this is something the library's done, you know, for a number of years now where you try to do music and you get people out. You want people to be outside and enjoy the weather and the music and all that. Uh, And this year, actually tomorrow night, one of our very favorites is going to be performing, and that's Corey Jackson. Tell me how excited you are about this show, the summer concert on the lawn. Oh, I'm so excited. We do it every year. We try to do it every year. And Corey Jackson is one of our regulars, we try to have him come every year because the community just loves him, and mm-hmm. he's just so great with everyone. So um, he's a big favorite, so we always try to bring him out. Um, we're so excited. We expect a lot of people to come. We'll have free Andes, um, and we'll have the Mrs. B's Girls Cheese Truck there. I know everyone is super excited <laughs> about that. I love it. So. Chrissy, so we were doing the, the spring game for Arkansas State, right, the football game, and there's all these different food trucks out there. And Kelly looks over, and she sees Mrs. B's Grilled Cheese Food Truck, and she walks up to it, and she said, I just placed my order. And I'm not exactly sure what it was, but it was this monstrous sandwich. Yeah, it had yeah. every – It was a, it's, you know, of course, everything's like a grilled cheese, but it had, like, bacon in it and all different kinds of meats and – it. I was like, Brandon, please take some of this. It was so much. So good. So again, that summer concert on the lawn featuring Corey Jackson and Free Andy's Frozen Custard and Mrs. B, uh, Mrs. B's Grilled Cheese Food Truck. That's going to be happening tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Hey, when we talk about this event, Chrissy, like what is the time frame? If we start at 6, what time does that kind of wrap up? 7. All right, so 6 to 7, that's happening tomorrow night, which is June the 8th. Uh, also, I saw a deal that you guys are going to be having a masquerade ball this week. What's that all about? 
Yeah, so that's something we used to offer pre-pandemic, and I think we're just ready to get back in full swing, have all of our events that we possibly can. And this is just a free, fun opportunity for teens to come hang out, kind of dance a little, and just have fun. Um, So this will be offered in the round room from 7 to 10 on Friday night. Um, We're making masks. Today, so if you don't have a masquerade mask, stop by the library at 3, and you can make your own mask. We offer the supplies, and um, then you'll be ready for Friday. And again, you can find out more about all these different things going on at libraryinjonesboro.org or go to the Facebook page, Craighead County Jonesboro Public Library. Uh, but Chrissy, you know, we talk a lot about when, when we get to summertime, there's going to be parents who are looking for things in the middle of the day to do with their kids. And, and you guys do a great job at keeping people busy, right? We do. We try our best. Uh, what types of things do you do throughout the month that maybe parents can plug their kids into? Yeah, so we offer a weekly story time. We have it three times a week, um, and that's going to be for the whole family. Um, and it's just stories and songs for you to just hang out together and have fun. Um, it's every, um, I want to say, Monday and Wednesday, but I am I need to double check because yeah. it changes every year. Sure. Um, but from 10 and, and 11, and um, that's for all ages. And then we have a Tiny Tales story time, which is for 0 to 24 months specifically. Um, and it's a lapsed story time. It's just kind of a good bonding experience for you and the baby. Again, so many different events that happen with Library in Jonesboro. Again, libraryinjonesboro.org to find out more. And the summer concert on the lawn is taking place tomorrow at 6 o'clock with our buddy, Corey Jackson. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined this morning by the man who actually woke up today. Oh, wow. Like before noon. He is. Uh, he tells me he's the publisher of Jonesboro Occasions Magazine, the editor as well, Mr. Rodney Poff. Look, uh, look, I, I'm, I realize you were offended last time when I was supposed to be here. I told you I would be here. Yes. Because then you did what? Found something better to do. No, you didn't. Exactly. <laughs> yep. I checked on him. I'm like, because like Rodney, typically, if we say be here at 8.05, Rodney's going to yeah. be here at like 7.15. Like he's early. And when he didn't show up, I'm like, hey, man, it's cool that you missed. Yeah. I just want to make sure you're okay. Yeah. I was I was at my desk when I got that. It was like, oh, crap. Yeah. Sorry. Well, it's life, though. Yeah. And I follow, you know, obviously I follow your family on social media. And Stalker. You, no, but you guys are busy. Like, there's kids and there's babies and there's grandbabies and there's, you know, kids going to college and, like, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. tough to keep up with life. Well, I have one kid. Yeah. Yeah, it's... uh it's it ain't for everybody buddy that's crazy uh so tell us uh with occasions magazine i noticed that uh, the newest issue uh was just dropped off the other day what's our feature story in this one? Oh, look look at the cover it's the lights the lights downtown huh? yeah you guys been down there since they've it's really it's, it's, it really it's added quite a bit yeah and that's cool the vision of of trying to transform because obviously when i first moved here golly it was uh, God, 98, I guess. I started in radio in 2001. Like that downtown scene. Was there electricity there? there was, yeah, right. There wasn't. But there wasn't much downtown. Uh-huh. Like there was, you know, Pot Liquor's restaurant. There was a subway down there. But all the rest of that stuff hadn't been developed. Yep. So, you know, for those of us who have been here for a minute to see what downtown offers, because we were just down there last night. So much to offer downtown. Tons. And, uh, you know, 
forget about the what you hear about parking. Just come down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just come down. And, you know, any downtown area of a city, that's the heartbeat of the city. Yeah. Check it out. Mm-hmm. No, and there's so much. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's stuff always that's coming in that, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize this was here yet. Right. And then the word of mouth kind of spreads and stuff like that. But hey, you know, we had to walk a little bit last night, but there was no issue in where you have to park. No. This, Circle I mean, at once, somebody's going to be leaving. It, that or, you know what? Well, everything's in walking distance. It, it is. <laughs> like, it is. Yeah. Now, trying to parallel park, there was one spot I was trying to get to. And I'm like, Kai, do you want me to try it? He's like, Dad, don't even try it. Yeah, it's tough. I need to get one of those automatic parking vehicles. Have you seen those? Have you ever tried one of those? Well, you know, most men know how to oh. parallel park. Oh, your wife wasn't with you? <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, Leslie, switch. <laughs> hey, we bring Rodney in and we talk about the events uh, that are happening. And, of course, Jonesboro Occasions always keeps us up to date with the stuff happening around the area. Rodney, what do we have as we're coming in here into the uh, into the second weekend of June. Well, we have uh, Friday. Uh, Foundation of Arts will present the Aristocats Kids uh, at the Forum Theater downtown Jonesboro. Uh, call nine three five two seven two six or visit foajonesboro dot org. There will also be a second performance that's scheduled for Sunday the eleventh. Um, Saturday, also Foundation of Arts will host Picking in the Plaza. That's every Saturday in June. At the Rotary Centennial Plaza from 7 to 9 o'clock Saturday evening. This is a free event that provides an opportunity for the public to watch local musicians perform. Again, call 935-2726 or visit foajonesboro.org. I do believe Michael Wewers is going to be doing hula lessons out there as well. Uh, at that event in Rotary Park. Hula lessons. He is really, really... Uh, he's hyper-talented. Yeah. It's one of those things. Rodney told he me he's seen him do that Outside of the box. Yeah. He does. Uh, <laughs> you, you've seen... He's pretty good, huh? I, I've seen him... Uh, Swing a golf club. Yes. And I could assume that he might be able to operate a hula hoop. Yeah. Uh, is he good with uh, the golf club? No. Okay. Yes, he's very good. Okay. No, he's not. I can already tell he's, he's not. No, he's yeah, he's swinging my old sticks. Yeah, he, he's good, man. All right. Yeah. Would you sell him to him? Of course I did. What an idiot. <laughs> at, at, a, at a big discount. Of course you did. Uh, what else is happening this weekend around Northeast Arkansas? Well... Uh, a summer on Saturday, a summer concert series presented by historic Dias Colony Johnny Cash Boyhood Home and KASU. Uh, they will host a second performers um, from seven to nine o'clock. This event will feature the band Trip at attention members and guests. Yep, Native Brew Works at five one five South G Street. Admission is free thanks to sponsors Electric Cooperatives of America and the Judd Hill. Foundation, uh, call 764-2274, visit dicecash.astate.edu. Again, that's a summer concert series coming up on Saturday. Uh, let's see. Oh, Tuesday, a group that I'm in, uh, Business, Business Network International, BNI, um, will be hosting an event at uh, Sage Meadows at 530 to 7 o'clock. Um, this event will provide an opportunity to meet more than 50 local business professionals who are eager to pass along qualified referrals. To reserve a spot, just email me, Rodney, at jonesboroccasions.com, and I'll take care of the information on that. And this is a great way for people to come together and learn about the community and network. And it is. All businesses need to be able to find a way to network together. I think that's smart. It is, and B&I, it's, uh, membership is exclusive, meaning 
there's one, like I'm the only print advertiser allowed sure. in there. So one, you know, if you were one radio person or one, sure. you know, and so that, so that also helps us be able to get referrals for a specific person or member. So yeah. it's, it's a good deal. And you know, I've been at it for 12 years, so. Yeah, I, I remember you talking about them. Again, if you want to find out more about the events that are happening in Northeast Arkansas, you can always pick up an issue of Jonesboro Occasions magazine or check out jonesboroocasions.com, the relaunched website as well. As Mr. Rodney Poff so eloquently puts it, at the end of every Jonesboro Occasions event roster, Pop off. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the man you need. Me. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. It's Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care on Parker Road in Jonesboro. Dr. Reed, what's happening? Hey, good morning. We're starting it off with a bang this morning. Right. Hey, is your pool ready for me? I, I know you've told me I could come swim anytime I want. I was thinking about maybe later on this week. Yeah, come on. It was it was nice. I was out in it Sunday, and um, temperature's just right, not too cool, uh, just comfortable, and um, every, all the levels of everything were good, and nice. crystal clear. It was really an enjoyable day. I thought about you last night. I was uh, sitting with Murphy on the couch. I was watching TV. He was in my lap, and he started to kind of love on me a little bit and started giving he started to lick me, like, you know, affectionate licking, and that's what he was doing. And I noticed, Kevin, this this might sound weird. Affectionate licking. That's how dogs show okay. affection. But he was, like, licking my arm, and I'm like, Murphy, why is your tongue so hot? Is he? It, did he need more water? His water bowl w- was full of water, but I felt like his tongue temperature was is hot. Is his tongue normally cold? Well, no, it's normally not as hot as it was. It felt a little steamy. Yeah, you know... We talked before about the only way dogs can cool themselves is by panning. And, you know, so when they are panning, uh, you know, humidity's up a little bit. I think you will see probably an increased blood supply to the tongue there. Oh. And that's going to, you know, the actual temperature of it. Um, little known fact, I think uh, when Kelly went to school, she got uh, the best uh, affectionate licking in the Who's Who contest. <laughs> okay. That is that is so awful. She went to Washita. <laughs> yep. She went there for what was it? One semester, two semesters, and two they kicked year, you out. Two years, Brandon. They kicked you out. Is that what happened? Yeah, that's what happened. She got booted, Kevin. <laughs> hey, uh, what did you bring for us today for Wet Nose Wednesday? Speaking of temperature, you know, I saw a little uh, something on maybe on a social media post. Uh, it was just that uh, the temperature in Little Rock yesterday was 95 degrees, which was the highest to date, um, you know, since the beginning of the year. And, you know, even though we're officially less than a couple of weeks away from summer, it's almost there. And our temperatures sure uh, have shown that in the past. This week we're getting a little break. It's going to be cooler in, in the evenings. But, you know, we, we need to start thinking about heat stroke. and. You know, uh, in general, a pet's body temperature, anything above 103 is considered abnormal or hyperthermic. And if that temperature increases to above 106 and they don't have previous signs of an illness, you know, that's most commonly associated with an excessive or exposure to excessive external or environmental heat. And that's where we get a potential stroke from. Mm. And critical when that temperature gets above 107 to 109 that's when you can have multiple organ um, damage and failure and impending death 
Mm. So, you know, where this happens most commonly is if a dog is left in a car with inadequate ventilation or if they're even in outside and don't have access to the water or shade in in the high temperatures during the summer. Right. So, um, you know, the signs you see, they'll have an elevated breathing rate or panning very rapidly. Their gums may be dry. They can even have an almost bluish-purple look to the gums or tongue. Uh, They may be lethargic or appear disoriented. And, you know, in the later stages, they can even have seizures. And, um, you know, that's it's one of the true emergencies that we see in veterinary medicine um, because they they don't control their body temperature by sweating like we do. Right. Uh, Very small number of sweat glands in their foot pads. So their primary way of regulating their body temperature is by panning. And when, you know, they're trying to expel hot, humid air from their body and you've got temperatures of 95 to 100 degrees and humidity of 80 to 100 percent, they just can't. It's not an efficient or effective way to cool their body temperature. So, um, you know, the uh, dog, we see some dogs at greater risk, like the brachycephalic breeds. These would be the flat-faced dogs, like boxers or pugs or bulldogs, um, and because of their shortened airway, um, even uh, just a moderate elevation in outside temperature and humidity can affect them. So um, anything that you suspect, uh, the first thing you need to try to do is, is cool the dog down. You don't use cold water, but use cool water, pour it over their heads or abdominal area, under their front legs, uh, in their in their groin area, uh, under their back legs. That will, some of the major arteries are there, and, you know, we're trying to cool them down as, as quickly as possible. If you just got it, only can use cool, wet cloth, those need to be continually replaced because as they warm up, they'll actually retain heat if you leave them on the dog's body. Oh, gosh. And, do uh, put a fan to get a continuous flow of air across their body. That'll help increase the evaporative heat loss. And, um, you know, and then, then after you've done the initial cooling, you know, call the veterinary clinic and, you know, follow the instructions and try to get him in and get, get the pet in as soon as possible. And usually once we see them, you know, we'll start them on IV fluids, continue the cooling process. We want to monitor it and, you know, we don't want it to get too too low, um, but this is this is really a condition where just minutes actually are, are count and, and are very important to have that immediate uh, intervention there. Um, I've seen dogs that you know initially respond, but if their temperature has been above that 106, 107 uh, degree level for any length of time, you may not see the consequences of that until one or two days later, where you know common things we see are kidney damage. Uh, intestinal, small intestinal damage where they'll have diarrhea and vomiting. And, uh, you know, these dogs can actually go into acute kidney failure, and a lot of times they don't recover from that. So, you know, always be aware. Um, don't ever leave your dog in, in a vehicle with the, with the uh, and even if in the hot weather, even cracking the windshield, uh, the windows a little bit, isn't going to allow adequate ventilation and the interior of a car can, can get elevated very quickly. Um, you know, even if it's 80 degrees outside. So, um, you know, never take your pet in the car with you. If you plan on going into a store, uh, even if you think it's going to be a few minutes, um, you know, there's been some tragic 
cases that the dogs have experienced the heat stroke in situations like that. So, you know, take take advantage. I was in a vehicle I borrowed uh, or driving somebody else's car the other day, and uh, when I turned off the key, there was a little notification that came up that said, uh, check your uh, back seats or rear seats for any left items or belongings. And, you know, it'd be oh. nice if all vehicles had that. If you inadvertently left your dog in the car, hopefully we don't do that. But, you know, something to remind you that uh, just to not, you know, not ever leave your, your pet in a vehicle when you're not in it with them. So just be, be prepared and take immediate um, measures if, if you suspect your pet is uh, uh, experiencing a heat stroke or a you know, heat, heat exhaustion type condition. So like with my dogs going outside, <clears throat> you know, I think uh, we'll, we'll put fresh water out there. Is it just instinctual for them to go and get the water when they need it? Because sometimes I'm like, Murphy, drink some water. Mm-hmm. You're panting. Do they know to do that? Are they being hard-headed? Do they feel okay? What's the situation if they do have available water? Yeah, they, you know, there's <laughs> there's systems in our bodies and our pet bodies that tell them, you know, go get a drink. Okay. Now, if you've got or debilitated pet that can't get up, you know, and you know, has arthritis and can't get up to get to the water. Those are the ones you have to be concerned about. Always try to provide a place uh, of shade or, or shelter where they can get out of the sun. I remember several years ago, really nice young chocolate Labrador had um, the dog was outside in the backyard. The owner said for ten minutes, but it was running back and forth across the fence. Yep. And the next we looked up, 10 minutes later, the dog was recumbent, mm-hmm. and she rushed it into the clinic, and we started immediate cooling. I think his temperature was like 106.9, and, you know, we got it cooled down, but in two days, the dog was basically in acute kidney failure, and, you know, it ended up passing away. So, you know, something was innocuous, and this was at 10 o'clock one morning, but it was just mm-hmm. happened to be one of those days where the temperature increased pretty rapidly and the humidity was very high even that early in the morning and this was just a, a healthy otherwise healthy young dog that just you know was outside exercising and it just overdid it and collapsed so uh you know always be aware and, and i always say if it's too hot for us to be outside and be comfortable it's probably too hot for your pet so you know kind of use yourself as a gauge and whether you're going to be happy and comfortable outside for any length of time there you go, y'all. He is the man you need. Yay. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend, and he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care on Parker Road in Jonesboro, vet-care.com, and on Facebook when you search Vet Care Jonesboro. Dr. Reed, we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Have a great day, and remember the pool is open. All right, there you go. I'll send Leslie first, okay? Uh, more, more power, yes. <laughs> We'll see you, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined in the studio this morning by Chloe Grace Bowen, who is uh, joining us for the first time. Uh, little did we know, we when we booked the guest, we know the guest's parents. <laughs> well, and I already love her. Oh, it's the first geez. time I've ever met her. Well, thank you. Oh, no, it. don't don't take anything she says seriously, Chloe. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> but she tells me, I just want to tell you, it's really cool to meet you because I've listened to you my whole life, and I'm like, stop telling somebody that. 
This makes oh, me feel old. I'm glad you said that because you weren't going to say that. No. Because I didn't hear that part. Oh, yeah. She, well, she didn't want to tell you. <laughs> so she told me. Uh-huh. She's gonna Don't keep it. start stuff. She said she was going to keep it. With someone. It's her first time in the. What? I can already tell she's going to be just fine. She's going to yeah. handle herself just fine. Uh-huh. Uh, welcome in. Welcome. <laughs> so you doing all right this morning? Yes, I am. Thank you so much for asking. So you're coming in to talk about Center Stage Productions and Memphis the Musical? Yes, I am. And we are so ready. It's a musical musical experience like no other. And it's coming to you next weekend, y'all. Yeah. Um, it's a show that will transport you to the birthplace of rock and roll. Feel the energy as the talented cast brings the story of love, ambition, and the power of music to life on stage. Dude, Ooh. and as music people, like not only do we, do we talk on a radio station that plays music, like music is such a part of our lives. Yes. Like if I'm down, I just go to my favorite music and all of a sudden, boom, I mm-hmm. feel better. Yes. And we're so all musically inclined and it just really helps us as us as a cast to just kind of bring us all together. And we're so diverse as well. And so you're hearing all kinds of voices from all kinds of people. And it's just a really cool experience like no other. And yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing to be a part of this experience. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I've never seen Memphis the Musical. So if I said lay it out for me, tell me kind of what it's about. What would you tell me it's about? Well, um, let's see. Because I think it's interesting, the, these stories, and it's like Memphis right across the bridge. Like, Yeah, it, it tells the story of Huey Calhoun, um, which is based off of a disc jockey player, um, part of Memphis, mm-hmm. um, and Felicia Farrell, um, an African-American woman, and they embark on a journey of love and music um, while facing prejudice in the 1950s. Oh, wow. I'm already there. Like, so the music brings you. Yeah. Oh, the music brings it. you together. And it is so, like, the music, y'all, is phenomenal. It's not like your typical musical, you know. It's 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 rock and roll. It is like you're going to be up on your feet dancing. I mean, you got to jiggy in your yeah, seat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, that'd be fun, though. Yeah. So is it yes. like, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing if it's set in the 50s, we're talking like Elvis style, Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. That's it, fun. It's It's amazing. So this show, uh, when we talk about Center Stage Productions, I know you guys work with a whole bunch of different people to put these shows together, right? Yes. Yes, we do. So with this, tell me why you got interested in working with Center Stage. Um, well, I started um, doing musical theater and theater as a whole when I was 12. Um, and so I started at the Foundation of Arts and then worked my way up um, to do shows in my own um, high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been seeing other theater productions um on Facebook and, and social medias and whatnot, but Center Stage Productions just really, um, really just—I just really wanted to try out for the show sure. as well. Um, I also watched Memphis the Musical back in 2016. Right. I went to International Theater Conference and mm-hmm. they actually performed there. Um, and it's a show that you do not forget. If I didn't forget the show since 2016, I mean, yeah. you can imagine what this show is going to do for the people today. Tell me, like, because I've never auditioned for a show through anything, right? Because <laughs> I'm a, the fear of rejection, stage fright, all the stuff that might happen to me. Yes. What is the audition process like when you're going in for a musical? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so not only do you have to have your music down, you got to have your line delivery down. So mm-hmm. you have to um, you really focus on your character. And so my character, she's an old woman. Her name's Gladys, and she talks like this, and she's real country. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so you have to really get in your character, and it's almost like I had to um, <laughs> like talk in person to my uh, my friends just like Gladys would yeah kind of like Kelly right yeah. <laughs> okay Brandon <laughs> <Suck up>. uh-huh. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, so you get up there and like it's a room of people you don't know. Yeah, so you're oh. you're in a room with just three or four. Sometimes I've had you know more people sit at the I call it the desk, you yeah. know where they're watching you yes. from. Um, this audition process, it was just three people, but I've had some you know with six six people, you know six people all eyes on you. Uh-uh. Um, and, uh-uh. and Brandon, yeah. we've talked about that before. How he can go to an A State football game and be in front of however many thousands of people, but it's worse to audition in front of two or six oh people gosh. in a room when you can make the direct <laughs> eye contact with somebody yeah. and if you hit a note that ain't right and they flinch or you can see in their eyes i did one deal there was a time i was doing my television stuff um on espn and the production company said hey there there's we're working with chuck norris on a movie i think the movie ended up being called sidekick do you want to come audition i was about 14 and they took me in to this one little room and i thought hey we're gonna audition on stage it was just me and one person and I'd never acted before. I wanted to. Oh gosh, did you have to, to do escape. a sidekick? No, no, I didn't have to do nothing because I never, I, I never got the call back, and I never wanted to go back. <laughs> oh, that no, was embarrassing. Yeah. So, where did that personality come from? Was that something that was within you at a young age, to where you didn't oh. feel that fear? Oh yes, I. I feel like I was just fearless when it came to. Just people singing, dancing. I was just out there. I was always in front of a camera. I have a home video mm-hmm. of my brother, and I stick my face right in the camera because yep. I wanted to be the center of attention. As yeah. young That's going to haunt you. It's going to haunt you That's for her years. Too. Oh my gosh! That's so wild. Can you give me lessons, Chloe, and how to how to have that personality? Oh my gosh! Well, I can try. Is it just natural? Like some people are just gifted with that. I think I don't. I don't know if it's a gift. It, some well, people would call it annoying. No, but I mean, like, I, I think the idea that you're not afraid and you're not, yeah, you know, no, I, like no, for me, I was the, gift. the wallflower. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, don't talk to me unless the camera was on and I knew it was my time to go. Yeah. And I know your dad. I don't know that I see him as being like, you know, Mr. Social Butterfly out there on stage. <laughs> well, um, my parents both didn't do any musical, you know, productions or they didn't sing or anything like that. So when my brother and I actually both sing and perform, um, when we kind of started showing out in, in town, you mm-hmm. know, people were like, where do you, where did they get this from? <laughs> and my parents just kind of shook their head and, and shrugged their shoulders. And, um, and my brother and I sang in church as well. And so church uh, folks would also ask my parents, where did they get this from? <laughs> and, and they would always, you know, say some some jokes. I can't remember what they said exactly, but sure. it was always funny. <laughs> no, but you started at such a young age. Yes, I did. So do you remember the first time that you were actually going to perform or sing in front of people? Do you remember that moment? Um, So there's, a, there's actually two moments. Um, there is one where I was... I think I was eight or nine years old. I was at an adult Christmas party. I really wasn't supposed to be there, right. <laughs> but I was there. She snuck in. <laughs> I snuck in. Uh, they had karaoke, um, and I just decided my brave soul was going to sing in front of all these adults that I did not know. Um, and I ended up singing, I think, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. Um, and all these adults just ran over to my parents, and they said, you got to put her in some lessons. Oh, like, wow. these, this is This is phenomenal. She is so talented. Um, and so from there, my mom, you know, kind of thought, okay, sure. Um, a couple years later, I actually auditioned for a talent show at my school and mm-hmm. didn't tell my, neither of my parents. I just told them to be at the at the Fine Arts Center. Are you <laughs> they serious? They were probably so nervous. And my mom said, you're doing what now? And um, <laughs> <laughs> and so she showed up and I, I sang Taylor Swift. It was Which our one? song. By oh. Our song is a slamming screen door, sneaking out late, tapping on your window. 
See? Oh. I bet they're sitting there going, oh, no, my gosh. No, I bet gosh. she bawled. I yeah. bet her mom just sat there and cried. I think it's funny, too, because my mom, oh, I call her my momager, and she's the best. She records me. She makes sure she gives me my notes if I need to do something better. Um, and it's so funny because there are some songs that I will sing, and it will just emotionally move her. And oh. she'll be recording, <laughs> and you'll see the phone oh. shake. <laughs> and it's just so cute. I, I just I just adore her so much. And she's just so supportive of my brother and I both since we're both in the show. And she's been to every show production that I've been in, oh. every performance. And I just can't thank her enough. And if my mom's on here listening, thank oh, you, Mom. That's really well, sweet. We'll make sure she hears I'm sure this. your dad's lifting weights or something like that. He has no idea what's going on. <laughs> Doing some shoulder <laughs> shrugs. <laughs> I'm going to lift weights some more. <laughs> Brandon, you can't say anything. <laughs> Look at him. I just saw him in the gym. Oh, my tattoo showing on my bicep. Okay, hush. <laughs> Memphis Musical Center Stage Productions. Uh, it's going to be happening on June the 16th. Where's our location for this? Oh, it's the 15th, 16th, 17th, and 19th oh, at okay. 7 p.m. at Arkansas State University at the Fowler Center. Ooh, Ooh yeah. nice. That's yes. going to be cool. And then if people want to get tickets, how can they find out more? Yes. Yeah, so you will go to arkcsp.org slash tickets. So that's arkcsp.org slash tickets for tickets. And tickets are $20, y'all. All right, do people call you Chloe Grace or just Chloe? Um, I go by Chloe Grace kind like of that. for curvy, too, because that's my stage name, I guess you could say. Oh, that's what you're... Okay, look at She's always performing. I, can you tell? That's, I love, that's why performing. I love her. I love it. Chloe Grace Bowen joins us in studio this morning. Again, you can find out more about Memphis the Musical when you go to arkcsp.org slash tickets center stage productions on facebook as well uh great to have you in studio this morning thank you brandon baxter in the morning hey keep in mind you can check out the show in podcast form it's available wherever you get podcasts it could be apple podcasts google play you can find us on iHeartRadio, on spotify all you have to do is search arkansas's morning show with brandon and kelly wherever you get your podcasts and Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? Game three of the NBA Finals. The Nuggets are tied 1-1 against the, the Heat going into tonight's game. Okay. 17th season premiere of The Real Housewives of the OC on Bravo. On Bravo, People are excited about that. I know a lot of my friends are. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The streaming premiere of Avatar, The Way of Water on Disney+. Plus, and also tonight, Nancy Drew, Riverdale, and Mayans MC. All right, hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Arkansas's Morning Show.